0: Are you on edge? Come on. We live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs bimonthly on MaximizeU.life and iTunes. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and courageous conversations about pushing boundaries, exploring our rough edges, and walking between the worlds of what is and what is yet to be. Join me, Sandra Bargeman, on the edge of every day on MaximizeU.life. Hello everyone, I am Sandra Bargeman and welcome to The Edge of Every Day, now at maximizeyou.life. Are you a changemaker? Do you walk between worlds, between cultures, between systems? If you answered yes to any of these questions, The Edge of Every Day is the place for you. In a nutshell, this podcast is about pushing boundaries and exploring rough edges. Through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues, it's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful, those places where we're resistant to change, those places where paradox and contradicting identities lives in our beliefs and our understandings, both individually and collectively. We live in edgy, challenging times, and we cannot keep looking away from the ugly, from the difficult, and silence is no longer an option. Life isn't black or white, it's both, and I want to talk about that. I want to face the tension of paradox, and I want to engage in the hard conversations. I want to explore the rough edges between our light-filled brilliance and our dark, shadowy corners. Because the more we recognize our own edges and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So thanks for tuning in. Today, we are live in the hive with our special guest, actor and playwright, Joanna Rush, who has a new performance piece, No Malarkey headed to the United Solo Theater Festival later this month. She and I have so much to talk about, so many parallels in our journey, but in particular, the theme to which I return again and again, the artist as healer. In this episode, we explore the edges where storytelling and trauma, activism and healing all meet. So without further ado, it is time to introduce our guest. Joanna Rush is a playwright, actor, dancer, interfaith minister, and author. Originally from New Jersey, she moved to New York City to dance with the famed Rockettes and went on to work as a dancer, choreographer, and actor on both coasts, on Broadway, Off-Broadway, and in regional theaters across the country, as well as in film and television. Her Broadway credits include A Chorus Line, Shirley MacLaine at the Palace, and Poo Cafe. And off-Broadway credits include Daughters, Inside Out, Grandma Sylvia's Funeral, Broadway Scandals of 1928, among many others. Joanna is a seminary trained and ordained interfaith interspiritual minister and counselor, and received ordination through One Spirit Interfaith Learning Alliance. As a playwright, she wrote Kick, It's Not How High, It's How Strong, formally titled Asking for It, and has performed it off Broadway and at All for One Theater Festival 2013, New York Society for Ethical Culture the Kirk Theater, Stalker Arts Center, Peter J. Sharp Theater, Gloucester Stage, and in colleges and theaters across the United States. She was chosen to perform sections of the play for International Women's Day, which I love, sponsored by the United Nations Council on the Empowerment of Women. In addition, oh, here, come back, come back. There we go. In addition, oh, it happened again. There we go. <laughs> In addition, she has written Sex and Power and performed it at the Marsh Theatre, San Francisco. Multiple, multiple character plays include Home Sweet Homeland, produced by Amos Musical Theatre, Accidental Mummies, with Lynn Taylor Corbett as the director, and multi-character versions of Kick. Her book, Kick, It's Not How High, It's How Strong, authored in 2016, is, quote, based on intimate recollections by Joanna Rush, a former rockette. This powerful story of rape, betrayal, and redemption has taken the form of a renowned performance piece and now is available as a memoir with a dash of fiction thrown in. She is on her way to the United Solo Theatre Festival on March 16th with her latest piece, No Malarkey, directed by Lynn Taylor Corbett. Welcome, Joanna. I like me a long intro.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh no, really? Yeah, no, (laughs) totally. I thank
0: you. I love doing that because I, you know, we've only got less than an hour and I can never, ever in that amount of time get to everything I want to. You know, I I come up with scores of questions and I get to maybe half of them. So I always want that at the top. So people are really like, wow, this is just juicy. Oh, great. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome. I am so thrilled that you're here, Joanna. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's great.
0: It is really great. Well, folks, I love to start with. Well, I have a couple of questions as my loyal listeners know, but I particularly excited to tell people how I know Joanna. I, I like to always share that with my listeners, how I get to my conversations. And Joanna and I, uh she was ordained through One Spirit. I went to One Spirit, but it's not where I was ordained. We but I also attended the spiritual counseling. Um, training there. That's how I, you know, I was ordained through the new seminary, but I also wanted to have my foot in that community as well, so I took the uh, counseling there. And I know you
1: did as well, correct? I I finished at One Spirit. I never went what? to a new se- seminary, but it seems like we our paths have almost been crossing for years. I and meet up on Zoom. <laughs> I. Oh, who would have
0: I know, right? Welcome to the welcome to twenty twenty four. We're never yeah. getting away from this. We were all kicking and screaming back in uh, twenty twenty when we got dragged in, but you know, I enjoy it. I do did too. You, did you ever do a uh,
1: wedding on Zoom? You know when no, everything went performed bad. on Zoom.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Like almost
1: did. immediately, so it was and, scary, but, and but bizarre. I loving it,
0: yeah. And well, when I did my first Zoom wedding, I was like, I didn't do a ton of them, but I did a few of them, and I I was shocked at how intimate and fantastic it was. And I thought, okay, this this Zoom thing is here to stay,
1: which is a good thing. I bet, I bet it was because yeah. it feels intimate. So with a couple doing a ceremony, I imagine. Yeah, I it,
0: right, but but it showed how I didn't understand Zoom. You know, you 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 have oh. to. You know, we didn't know that you could actually be intimate with it, but lo and behold, you can be. <laughs> so, um, so I ask all of my guests out of the gate, a lovely question. What identity do you, Joanna Rush, what identity do you lead with? Actor. <laughs> Oh God, that, was so great. that was a take break for lunch, everyone. That was a take. <laughs>
1: well, I, people
0: kind of go on and on. They kind of go on and on, and you're like, "Bam, actor
1: boils down to that." I just yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm writing. You know, I'm writing this piece that I'm going to be performing, and I'm sure you have the same experience. Oh, I don't know if it's the same experience, but similar, certainly. On the on the page, it's the one thing, and of course, it has to be on the page, but. Like yesterday, I, I I had a I had a realization when I was rehearsing as an actor. Sometimes, as a writer, I I just forget about the actor. But then, when I get into the acting part of it, it's like so demands the truth that yeah. I you know I'm back at the computer like a lot. So yeah. I'm hoping to freeze the, the writing, you know. Oh, tomorrow. absolutely. Speaking
0: is a whole different ballgame than reading, than writing. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. I've got yeah. A, pres- a presentation also coming up uh, that I have to give and it looked really great on stage, but as a, or a, on paper, but as I'm saying it out loud, it's like, no, that sounds really queer. And you have to get, <laughs> you've got to get a little more real. I'm going to add some cuss words. In, no, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> Joanna and I had a, a laugh prior to us going on, on, on air. Can we swear? I said, yes, we're ministers. who swear. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. We're the real deal, the irreverent reverence. Uh, and my other question is what, uh, what two worlds, or I should say don't, you know, worlds in general, what worlds do you walk between?
1: Oh, now this is going to take a little longer. Um well, what worlds I walk between. I it's actually came up in my writing yesterday because um mm. I'm, I live in the world of I, I, I live in a very loving space and then I trying to navigate the um the world of the United States of projection. and the craziness that's going on yeah and um it it's really hard and i i feel like we haven't had a break from this for like 10 years almost yeah Uh, and and i i am going away next week i'm going to to uh costa rica oh good (laughs) because it's happy life and it's No armies, no anything. So I, 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 I really need this break from it. But I do try to navigate it. I and I, I loved your introduction. I mean, because the thing of um of going into the dark places and finding the humanity and the love and you know the, and the healing that's there. Mm. That, that's that's where I walk. You know,
0: the things I write
1: about. I mean, rape. Oh, I know. Laughing. Yeah, no,
0: she minds the shadows well, and that's and that is, you know, the the the, I love the United States of Projection. That's Brill, um, and that is, you know, so much of our collective shadow is coming out and being played out in these horrific and frightening ways, and hence the rough edges. And and my desire to want to talk about them, and to have people come on that want to talk about how they're exploring them and sharing about that and excavating that information.
1: Um, yeah, it is such a service, Sandra. It's just so important. I'm I'm thrilled that you're doing this and to be part of it. It's really oh, Joanna, oh, thank yeah. you, thank you,
0: and right back at you. What you're creating with your shows. And I, uh, so let's dive into no malarkey. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And, and, and I say truly right back at you. So let's dive in with no malarkey, your latest and greatest. So you've got, you started out with kick, which, uh, and then you progressed to what was your second one, sex and Uh, I mean, I'm talking one
1: woman. Oh, the one woman. Well, as I, I, I think I mentioned, it, it was I started out with asking for it, and I told Asking for college. it. Right. Oh, that's right. Ooh,
0: and I wanted to ask you why did you know because I was going through. Why did she change? Asking for it is so t- on it. Why did she change that name? Please tell our listeners. It was so
1: on it. It was like twenty years before Me Too, and um, at the same time that we were going to open off-Broadway and the producers said, nobody wants to see a show about rape. And, and you know... And you Except every woman. Oh, my God. You're, oh, my. But at the same time they were saying that, I noticed at the Edinburgh Festival, well, what was an article about the Edinburgh Festival and a young woman was doing a show, a solo show called Asking For It, Naked From The Waist Down and it was selling out and she was going she was then off to australia and new zealand and everything and i I, and she her asking for it was really making headlines so i said well what the hell why don't we just change it so wow somebody somebody came up with kick and my brother came up with the the, uh tagline um it's not how high it's how strong
0: no and that which is great too and and such a yeah. uh, such a wonderful you know talks about y- your threshold into adulthood and what you were experiencing um so so the theme uh, your other i by the way i watched kick online and there's
1: the book i i the, the, because she's upside down in the theater thing it's like a girl who goes for a, a career in the theater and then her life gets turned upside down my yeah. brother did that
0: Oh, very talented. I love it. It's good to have talented people in your family. <laughs> Handle the things. So, uh, so rape and redemption and religion and, and, and these themes have been a part of all that you've done. It's, it's been, uh, tell us why malar- no malarkey? Why now? Um, oh. I, I felt that it, it brought in, uh, and I did watch kick. um I did see it, watch it. Uh, in addition to uh, everyone, I got to read the script. No malarkey, ooh baby. Um, and and I mean, all, you can say all of them are political, obviously, but the but but no malarkey is really just overtly political. And it, did you what did was democracy kind of sort of the or your interest in Joe? I mean, what. Um, what was the the reasoning behind maybe going so political in this particular one?
1: Yeah, and and I'm glad you talked about fear because I, it really scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I bet so, uh, um, <clears throat> it really does. But um, I was I was working on another piece that was it was very heavy, a multi character piece, and um, and the ageism just hit me um, in a big way. It was like. Yeah, I, it just really hit me, and um, I never had like a Joe Biden thing, you know. It was it wasn't very much, but then when I looked into, it, but I decided I wanted to do stand up, or at least a comedy. Yes, yes,
0: yes. As if your other shows weren't comedy too. No, it's all comedy, <laughs> but this is particularly stand up. Okay, keep going.
1: This is it's with a microphone. As a matter of fact, my hand keeps coming up, but um. I, I will not let go of it because I did. I did run through it. Don't tell Mama, and I don't. Know, I know what happened. I left the mic in the stand and I went over to my stool and I just kept talking. So they missed that whole part. Um, but um, but then when I started, I always knew that Joe Biden's birthday and my birthday were like a week apart. So unbelievable.
0: I, folks, this is unbelievable. For those of you just listening, you've got to go and see the video. This woman. oh my god gorgeous we would never guess
1: you at that age (laughs) well he so I I don't just this little thing He's. we're both named Joe we're both the (laughs) oldest of four siblings three boys and a girl both came up lower middle class Catholic school back when Jesus was nice so (laughs) love that line so I'm he had the stutter I had a lift (laughs) <laughs> it's endless, and and as I went through it, like uh, through like my uh, career, and his career, our paths to enlightenment have been very different. But he, uh, but there's so many similarities. It's just uncanny. remarkable. It really is uncanny. Uh oh, are you there? there and you I keep finding it. Like I wanted to do. I, I had a desire to like. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I had a desire to to kind. Of, I do his father, but just a tiny, like one one sentence. But I wanted to captivate the father, and I looked him up. He and I have the same birthday, <gasps> date. I oh mean, my. go figure. Our mothers have the same name. <clears throat>
0: Separated <clears throat> at birth. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Separated at birth.
1: I know. I know <laughs> it is. Amazing. Well, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And in the, in the, at the same time I can bring in issues.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, well, I love that you're tackling ageism. That just
0: thrills me. Um, Absolutely thrills me along with uh, all the women I know. Um, but you know, she's, she's checking in on voting rights and, and Medicare advantage. I was like, rock on. I mean, people are not really aware of this Medicare Advantage. I don't, I haven't even teased it apart fully. Um, You know, so I I love that you touched on that and climate, you've touched on that. And you've brought a lot of, you've woven in a lot of issues in this one hour,
1: spectacularly mining the comedy. Thank you. Thanks. I think that Medicare thing, It's devastating. I know. I'm sure, you know, like the union just after you're 65, they just put you in something. Right. My my sister-in-law's a teacher and her and she retired and her union just put her in something. And if people could know the truth. Yeah, I just literally. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just told people. I mean, I, re- I feel like it's political, but I I really try the minister and me <laughs> you'll relate to this. I really try to extend the love to everybody and I and I think it's information that we need to, no matter whether we're red state, blue state or what what where on the edge we are, I think mm-hmm. that we need information. I think everybody's not getting information that's so necessary.
0: So, yeah, in our in our, our fact free world right now. And uh, and uh, you even brought up QAnon in it, which I just loved. I mean, um, and something that I want to make another thing in there that I learned about was third act. I want to make sure that I touch upon that uh, before I go on to a couple more questions. Third act um um, by uh, Bill McKibben. I actually saw Bill McKibben and met him speaking like a hundred million years ago. And while it, it, well, he was on his ascent, he has started to Tell us about third act and how, where, how you found it and how people can get involved speaking of ageism and that bullshit. And, and, you know, being in our, uh, our great prime, our wisdom
1: filled prime. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, i I was looking for, uh, I mean, I've always been involved in politics. Um, I was raised in a very political. That was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. And and I've always like worked on, um, on campaigns and things, doing phone banking, doing writing letters, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I always felt like I had something to contribute that was more than I, I had something to contribute that could mean maybe more, Uh, with the work that I do do and um and one day my husband just sent me this um email uh, from um Third Act and they had a a creatives group and it looked like oh my god you could bring your work as an actor writer comedian whatever to the court to serve the cause and um and I got to introduce Bill McKibben at UMass and (gasps) um It was such a thrill. He's just amazing. He's going to become a grandfather in the next week or so. And I think, um, you know, he's very motivated. But but also, I, I feel so valued as, a, as an elder in Third Act. Amen. And people are really doing amazing things. I'm in the Massachusetts group, group, and they're so together. I mean, it's just like... So this is a 60s plus group. Yes. And, and,
0: and people can find just Google third act
1: dot org.
0: And, dot org And you can, you know, find ways of sharing your wisdom and, and, and brightness and, you know, people we're, we're living, Hey, listen, I feel like I'm just stepping into my prime <gasps> and my, and my get up and go right now. And it's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I was thrilled to hear about yeah.
1: that. It's Yes, actually, yes. It's um, and there's regional groups. Mm-hmm. There are, I'm sure there's one. Uh, there's New in York. Upstate New York, yeah. Upstate New York. Mm-hmm. There's in uh, New York
0: City. yep.
1: Massachusetts, New York City. Yeah, it's um,
0: it's quite something. I, anybody
1: can find a home there, <laughs> and it's, I, it's just.
0: Yeah, you can go by a home, um, where you are located as well as you can choose through uh, uh, some sort of vocation. And I love that you, of course, went into the creatives and brought... So this segs into your work as an actor and and getting into writing. And you got into writing how? What was the choice to get into writing? And then how did that morph into... or Or, I mean, was it conscious when you started to write about you know the things some of the traumas that you had gone through
1: oh I love that you asked that um Mm. I I wasn't well educated I mean it was a great education if you were fit in that you know but um it's like when I left school and I, I moved to New York it was like that was the beginning of my my learning and I think I think I always had a thing about writing but in my but I in school like I was told I couldn't write I was told I couldn't sing I was told like oh. the whole thing so I had a lot of that to overcome but I I I dated with a, uh, I dated a, a writer once like I was 18 I think I was at Radio City and um and I wouldn't say a bad word or anything cuz <laughs>
0: You, know, I, I would you hadn't that. morphed into a swearing minister yet.
1: I, I was a good
0: girl. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. And he had this apartment, he, and it had a roof, and we went up on his roof, and he just wanted me to say words. It just, <laughs> every Screaming. word I was always afraid of saying. I just screamed them from the rooftop. It's like the, an acting class. <laughs> it is kind of like acting class. <laughs> so anyway and and then i didn't think i could write because like and you know actors how we are were like the writer uh, yes
0: like, somewhat worse. i could never
1: do that and it was something that guys were doing all the time mm. and then um i did and then i i did start writing um i i wrote a screenplay and a pilot and thing. i wrote i wrote stuff like that and um hmm. and then i went to um when I turned 40 and my agent fired me for being too old, I went up to Unbelievable. transition for dancers. Uh, it's
0: a glamorous life, people.
1: Oh I know. It. Yes. So uh, I went up to, to see um, if I could uh, get uh, an education. Career transition. I, I, I want to go to college. For those, and for those age, people who were, are listening,
0: but just real quick for those people who are listening in, our union has career transition for
1: dancers and actors, and you know. So anyway, continue. Yes, so I went up there to say I wanted to go to school, and, and they said, "What for?" And I said, "For writing." And they said, "Oh no, writing is worse than acting <laughs> because for them it's it has to be a career that will make money that you will make money from." Oh. And so it was just assumed that you know I wouldn't make money from writing. So I said, and my, my best friend was dying of AIDS at the time. And I really was writing, writing, writing what became asking for it. It was, it was about a lot of loss. It was about losing him, but then it was about my losses, you know, through rape and everything. And it just, um, finally, when I, when I hooked up with Lynn, um, it, it, we were able, we worked it out. That's your director. Yes. Lynn Taylor Corbett. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. I love her. Anyway, when when I started working with her, it started to take form and, um, and we tried it out in a very, actually all of my stuff, I've some of my stuff I've tried out in a very red area in Ohio and the audiences have been very warm and very happy to have the information. Mm. So, um, so so, yeah, so writing that you know that took that took a long time, and then when nine eleven happened and we lived across the street, my husband and i um I wrote about that i write I write about like what's happening in my my life well I, I mean,
0: yeah, of course, you do, but 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 it has a a, a lens through which you write it, that is that it feels political. And and feels, you know, it, it it's not meandering storytelling. It's very political and opinionated in its humorous and potent way. Um, yeah. yeah. So what was it like to start to write and perform and tell your stories about rape? How what was that healing for you? Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, I mean, was it difficult to share it, like to act it out,
1: to talk about it in front of people at first? No, I, I think, I think the writing of it, it was, it was painful. Um, but I I had had so much therapy and so much and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. that I felt like I had processed it. And, um, and then in the performing of it, I, I approached it as an actor, and I would be surprised when people would say, "Oh, you're so brave." I'm like, "Oh shit, really? What? You know?" It, um, but I think performing it has been cathartic, and thing that's really been amazing. And re- really, I, I went into ministry like after that, but it was really very. Uh, it was a ministry. Because oh my God, yeah. Yeah, the people who had never talked about their rapes, who shared, you know, it, it was, it's so heartwarming. I just get emotional because they really, uh, just being able to be with other people and also being able to laugh, which relaxes the body. Yeah. They, uh, They have been able to, many people have told me they've been able to um process and feel better about themselves
0: yeah no they're not alone to do yeah i mean i can totally see that the, the information flying in red quote states you know women are women and rape is rape for god's sake um oh
1: wow same thing so- happened with abortion when we, we did it in, in ohio and i mean in, yeah and they Happy for the information. God knows it was before it was a warning that this might happen. Like yeah, uh, hello. That we, I know.
0: Oh my God. Oh, and I love that you talked about that. Oh my and you wove in, you got in um oh, the um what's it called? The safe haven baby box. I screamed. You got the uh the drop box baby. Uh, I oh. You got it so much in there. I'm sorry, I don't wanna I don't want to give it away. I probably okay. just gave something away. Oh well. Folks, run, don't walk. And I won't say anything more about what's in there. Um But anyway, so so in terms of tell tell us more about the reaction from the audiences and what are some of the extraordinary results that have occurred in terms of your talkbacks after or things that you've learned that people have, I know that you've had some talkbacks. Yes. You have got to have had some talkbacks after this, (laughs) you know, you. Yeah. And particularly at your colleges, what, 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 um, share some great stories.
1: I just, um, well, well, there's a lot of emotion at the, kick talk backs you know people people break down but but I have done it in partnership with uh rape crisis centers that particular piece and so there's always been somebody to see afterwards yeah. you know so they can follow up so that's been great um it's just popping into my head about the the abortion story which is accidental mummies which is a multi character and we did it on a college campus mm. and I I was struck by this article I read in the New York Times about um, eight women in Guanajuato, Mexico, who were imprisoned for having miscarriages. They were sent right from the um, hospital directly to prison for eight years. And so I, I know it's, how did I find the humor in that? But I my characters found it. But the, this is the your audience, brothers. the young people in the audience were like shocked that that would happen. And unfortunately, I was able to say at a talk back in Indiana, right near here, right now, there was a woman who was imprisoned for having a miscarriage. Her name was uh, Patel, I forget her Parvi Harvey Patel, mm-hmm. for having a miscarriage. So it, so it was like, we have to it's wake you. up. It's you,
0: yeah, it's you. And and people, this is the life we're in right now. Get motivated. Get involved. Step out of your bubble and get educated.
1: That's it. The educated. That's the word. Yeah. Now lately, I mean, I just did. um, I just did um, no malarkey at um, a senior home, and Mm -hmm. some of them did not know about Medicare Advantage. They. It depends what you're watching, and also with all those commercials. On what you're watching,
0: indeed.
1: So they were grateful for that information, and young people that you know will have to take care of, or they won't have to. But I mean, I'm sure they'll take right. care of the elders, and, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and maybe hopefully Medicare will be around by the time they get there, um, <laughs> if if they start voting properly now yeah and uh yeah, yeah, wow, wow, wow. How did your um
1: you oh, one other thing about the book? Oh, go go, yeah, yeah. It happened to Lynn and in, in a talk back. Mm. A young man said to Lynn afterwards, "I never realized that I was guilty of date rape. So, oh, my lord. I did know. not understand what date rape was that it was a thing of course this was 15 years ago you know but still it was in our lifetime <laughs> wow you yeah. know it's
0: remarkable this is uh, the the d- talk about the shadow b- keeping our sexuality in the corners in the dark dusty shadows in every way shape and form and uh, and uh, I'm going to refrain from talking about religion, keeping it in the in the shadows. Ah. You of all people know all about that. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I've I've asked all of those questions. Um, so what? So oh, let's talk about um, no malarkey and. Getting it into the United Solo Festival now, and and what what are your hopes for that? When is it uh, going to play? Do you have any future plans for it, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera?
1: Yeah, my hopes for it um, are <laughs> to get it out there during this election season as yeah, much yeah. as You're possible. As much as possible, absolutely. Yeah. I um. I I have a new, I have an agent, a booking agent. Oh, fantastic. Excellent. Yeah, McCoy artists, Larry McCoy. He's so great. Just feel great about him. And so we're trying to get enough people to um, the United Solo Festival. And we got this great time Saturday night at seven. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So So that's March
0: 16th. This is going to air on March 1st um oh. so, Mar- so that's why i said later this month so uh for those listening in we're doing this in february Shh. um 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 <laughs> so yeah so march 16th at 7 p.m. and where is the united solo festival for our listeners Theater. I'm sorry you, you Bro, on west 42nd street you just went so it'll be
1: really nice to be back home again
0: you just froze. Oh, so United
1: Solar. Uh, no malarkey is March sixteenth That's Saturday at seven p.m. at the Theater United. Row. Theater Row. Yeah, I think
0: 10 West Forty Second. Yeah. Excellent. And I'm I'm hoping those of you who who know that I have a venue uh, space on my property up here in the Catskills, I'm hoping to get Joanna to come up and do an incredible performance in the Plum at Traver Hollow House. So she and I'll have to speak about that anyway. so that. <laughs> oh, I I would adore it and um to she's hilarious, and the 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 great power, you really are quite gifted at at the comedy within the tragedy and the trauma.
1: you know that is so interesting because i when I left the music hall. I was 18. You know, I, I, I went to all those auditions in backstage or show business. And, you know, they were probably non-union or whatever. Anyway, I went to an audition for a stand-up comic to open, a woman comic, to open for a male singer. <laughs> I don't think I could. Oh, I guess I could tell it on your podcast anyway.
0: <laughs> yes, you can. Anyway,
1: I went up to the Catskills and auditioned, and um, and I got it. And it was like, I was really good. I mean, it was natural, kind of. And um, so anyway, the singer really liked me and everything, and it was all about the manager. And so the manager drove me back to the city, and, um, and then he pulled off the road. I shouldn't even say this on your podcast. Oh, go for it, come on. <laughs> he told me... I, and I was all happy because I got the job. And um, he said, he, he pulled over and he, you know, he said, if I didn't get a job, he oh, would, God. I would never work again. This is the, oh my
0: God. Thank you for telling t- t- No joke. It's unending.
1: This sense of. He was oh at my. least 65. Oh
0: my God.
1: So I never tried comedy again, but I played all comedy you know, in plays. I mean, I do, I do a lot of comedy, but I'm like, talk about killing a career right in the bud. (laughs) Wow. And well, and talk about, but,
0: and look at what you're doing now. It's that kind of behavior, that kind of awful behavior that there is no female on the face of the planet that hasn't faced this. And to rise up and talk about it and skewer it with your wisdom and your comedy, it is potent and women are rising intergenerationally and you're proving that. Uh. Yeah. Yes. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. So of course, you know you're you're looking to get this into colleges too, and you know with young voters and get them to pay attention and to wake up and snap out of the bubbles and all those things. So where can people find? They now know that the 16th it's going to the United Solo. Where, um, where can people find you? You are on LinkedIn, and you are on Facebook.
1: I'm on Facebook at and... Joanna Rush and believe it or not I'm trying to be on TikTok my nephew works for TikTok and he's tried to coach me but it's so all over the place for me well and sure but I, you'll get I'm there I'm sort of on Instagram mm-hmm. and my website I, I have JoannaRush.com Excellent. and that leads to my other websites okay. and there's a, a oh okay Uh,
0: So, uh, and all of that will be in the show notes, folks, which you can find at maximizeyou.life and um, backslash podcast, backslash the edge of every day. Um, So run, don't walk, get this book. You can find kick at. Amazon, I've seen it at Amazon. um you can get it ordered from your favorite local bookstore if you order it and if Amazon is not your jam um what else what 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 last glorious words of wisdom do you want to leave with our on the edge of our seat listeners?
1: oh dear
0: <clears throat> I know they
1: <laughs> know I'll put it on. No pressure. No pressure. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wonder what Joe would say. We're the United States of America. We could do anything we set our minds to. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I don't uh, I, I don't, I, I don't I, about the ageism thing, I, this is just coming out like blah. blah, blah. But about the ageism thing I was I was thinking, um, because Joe and I had this Catholic school, you know, we, we had this like fantastical re- religious upbringing and, and it takes, I, I think we're slow. We evolve, but it takes us a while because we're, you know, we're so conditioned. And so, but I think we've also learned some really great values that we've carried through. So mm. I, I wouldn't be afraid of his age. And besides he's taking Pilates. So, <laughs> There you <laughs> go. Yeah.
0: No, you're so right. And you talk about this in no malarkey and the change and how the evolution of and the embrace of no, we have evolved to let those beliefs go and we've need to move into this understanding about life in in the times that we're in. And no, I agree. He is he's fantastic and he's he's really turned the ship around. And and he's yeah. what we have, and what I think also is that people need to understand in the point of why the importance of your show uh, is, is so enormous, is that people are not understanding the magnitude of this moment. Like wow. we're at the truly at the precipice, people. And if you don't like Joe, tough shit. Like we're at the. It's no, a, a, not a vote for him is a vote for. Or the orange person um a, a, no third party where you know it, it on paper a third party sounds great that's not where we are and it's not truly the moment that we're in right now yeah and uh, yeah i am
1: yeah yeah on my high horse so well it's so great you're doing this podcast no i thought you know because it's like the part they talk about you know how when you're older and your brain breaks down. I mean, maybe, you know, like Joe and me, maybe we're stiffer, maybe, you know, like I can't eat everything that I used to be able to eat. He can still eat ice cream. I mean, I can't do dairy, but part of our brains that do what we do keeps getting better. And I think better, wiser, stronger. Yes. Amen. Well,
0: Joanna Rush, I can't thank you enough for gracing me and my listeners with your beautiful presence, your talent, your wisdom, and your kindness. Thank you for being a guest on my show.
1: Thank you, Sandra barshman It's been an honor.
0: And thank you to all of you who are out there listening. Remember, you are always at the edge of the miraculous. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Stay on.